0: don't don't try to compare yourself to anybody else it's it's uh, just give your best effort have some fun and um, uh, I mean it, it's kind of like <laughs> uh, this kind of silly silly quote but um, I, there's a quote that says every, every day you get better or worse you never stay the same um, and if you apply that to fitness it's like you know if you just come in and, and work out and You know, do the stretching that Josh makes you do, and uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Uh, you're gonna get better. And it's 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 slow, but it's a process. But we gotta just learn to enjoy the process.
1: So the podcast is really an effort to try to help people to meet new people in the gym, right? Give them further depth of who those people are. So that we can deep build deep and meaningful relationships in the gym.
0: My name is Mark, and I'm 27 years old. I, I'm on staff with the global outreach department at Grace Bible Church, and um, I married my beautiful wife, Abigail, 11 months ago, and love living in College Station. I'm, I'm from Iowa, uh, grew up in Iowa, and uh, um,
1: when did you guys when did you guys get married exactly?
0: january 6th so
1: it is coming up yes first year of marriage and you're 27 so you guys got married right around the time alicia and i got married i was yeah i was uh i'm 36 i was 27 i'll be 37 in february we'll celebrate 10 years congratulations um thanks man so okay thanks for coming on today mark uh I know you're busy. Tell me a little about what, what you do at
0: Grace because you said your outreach. Yep. Yeah. So what does that mean? Yeah. Charlie, I'm just honored that you, you'd have me on. And um, just, first of all, I just really admire um, what you do for this for this community. I, I think um, a couple things that stick out to me about what you do is you empower people so well, whether that's your coaches or um, members of the gym, um and and then also you're so interested in people and so i love this podcast because um, you're fascinated with people and and people's stories and i just think that's a great now i
1: i so flattered and appreciate it. is that the c4 i gave you talking yep, or yeah. you got me <laughs> no all, man i oh wait hey, man right? i really appreciate you yeah. saying that and i think one of the coolest parts of the podcast is that people get to learn about the people here at the gym so thanks for thanks for saying that you because bet. i really am interested in every single person that comes yeah. here that, you know, that yeah. I meet even outside of the gym. So, yeah. sorry,
0: I forgot. I forgot. The question.
1: No. So tell me more about what you do at grace. Yes. Yeah, so and how long Outreach. you've been doing that and just give yeah. me a little bit more about that position. Um,
0: well, let me just back up a little bit. Um, so I, I graduated from a, a small private school in in Iowa, Northwestern college and, um, taught fifth grade, uh, for a couple of years and, and did some coaching. And, um, during that time, um, I, my, my relationship with the Lord was growing and, um, I was just discovering more of what God's heart is all about. And it's, it's kind of like this. I compare it to when I started dating my wife, I didn't drink any coffee and turns out she loves coffee, loves everything about it, makes the Chemex and, you know, knows all the, all the things about coffee. And so as I dated her, Slowly, I started to drink coffee, and I started to go. Oh, this is this is really good, and and, and um, now I drink coffee every day, <laughs> and I love coffee. It's funny how that works. That as my love for Abigail grew, um, my love for coffee grew. There you go. <laughs> awesome. So her passion became my passion. So, in in the same way as uh, you know, as I got to know the, know God better, I began to see that His heart is about. All nations knowing Him, and um, and so that that led me to, to to make a decision that I wanted to actually move overseas to tell people about Jesus, the treasure that I have in Jesus, and there, there's just there's people who've just never never met a Christian, never um, never heard the story of Jesus, and so um, long story short, I, I moved down here to. Um, to be a part of it so pause I yeah. just uh, you're going to keep telling stories yep. so I, one, I'm, one weakness I have Charlie is I I can drag on stuff no, way it. No, too I'm, long and so. that's what <laughs> I want, to you, I, want me, okay? I want to get as much as I yep. can
1: but I have a, a curiosity right so like is your has your passion always been for doing this since you were little or you said it was as you yeah, grew No in? not at all Okay so yep. there, you hadn't grown up like <sighs> thought I want no. to go overseas and I wanted to
0: be a state tournament basketball coach. Wow, so this was
1: something that just transpired as your relationship with the Lord
0: was growing. Yep, I'm just, yeah, just a regular guy. Uh, Like I said, really into teaching and coaching and the sports world was everything for me growing up. Was there a
1: particular moment, like a sermon or a quiet Mm. time or a scripture or a Mm. date night or you know, conversation with a person like that really mm. kind of did this or was it just kind of like this little, you know, subtle feeling that turned into becoming a larger, greater, grander mm-hmm. feeling, right? From the Lord.
0: Yeah. There was, there was never like one moment, just lots of, lots of moments added up together. And mostly it just came from reading the story of the Bible and seeing that, um, I mean, there's a verse in the Old Testament that says, the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And unfortunately, that's not the reality right now. There's about 2.8 billion people who have no access um, to Jesus. And so, um, yeah, I, I guess there's a number of mentors and, and you know people in my life who... Um, who have helped me process uh, where God's leading me, and this is where he, where He's led me. So, awesome, um, yeah, I love love working at Grace because Grace is is passionate about helping people find and follow Jesus, and um, uh, we get to. So, I guess back to what I do. Um, my job is really cool. I get to help Aggies um, prepare for moving overseas, um, so that you know when they. Uh, experience culture shock in a different place and um, you know they're removed from uh, some of the comforts of of Texas that uh, uh, they're they're solid in their identity with Jesus and they're able to um, lovingly and respectfully um, tell other people uh, about about the treasure so in
1: a way is it kind of like coaching you know like do you feel like because you're you're Pretty much a few years older than these people, mm-hmm. so you can relate to them really well. Just but it's a step same, ahead of them, yeah. life
0: stage ahead of them, yeah.
1: And you're able to, but you, does it feel like you're kind of coaching them a little bit?
0: It does. I think a lot of the lessons I learned coaching um, definitely definitely translate, so. And, yeah.
1: and no doubt the Lord was using that to prepare you for what you're yeah. doing now. Yeah. So you were, uh, I guess, right out of college <clears throat> teaching and coaching, right? hmm so, um, and, and tell me a little bit more about now how your fitness journey has gone because you're, I think, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you wouldn't have been in teaching coaching if you weren't an athlete. So you look like an athlete, you work out like an athlete, mm-hmm. like what is your athletic background since yeah. childhood?
0: Yeah. Well, CrossFit checks all the boxes for me. I, I love the community. Uh, I love the competitiveness. I love that it's measurable. You can set measurable goals. Um, and I love just you know, I I think our bodies were designed to do hard things. Um, and so it's fun to, to get out there and see, see what you can do. Um, and so that's why I love CrossFit. My fitness journey goes back to, um, being a little kid. I grew up with two, two little brothers, um, and we're all 18 months apart. So, um, two brothers and, and a dad who loves sports. And so just grew up playing, playing sports all the time. And I was, I was really passionate about basketball. Um and so my goal was always to play college basketball. And so I was able to play for two seasons in college and then actually wasn't good enough to make the team. My junior year I got cut from the team and so um I played a year of football um at that you know small colleges it's like you know they needed some more defensive backs so wow. <laughs> so played a year of football just you know just yeah, for fun to see see if I could do it, and um, so I enjoy different different challenges, fitness wise, um, whether it's mountain biking or rock climbing or um, yeah, I just love trying all sorts of things. But um, I guess uh, definitely I'm a huge sports. So
1: sports for a guy, guy like you, getting making the team two years and then getting mm-hmm. cut, man, and I know you're. Your heart, and that's why I asked this question, not to kind of make you relive a hard moment. No, it was a great experience. We are defined by the most challenging of times, right? Like I can speak to that firsthand, like because so many things went wrong, so many things went right. If that can, you know, so how was that experience for you not making the team and then, obviously, pivoting to football. But what was yeah. that emotionally
0: like? Physically? Well, it's, yeah, it's funny now, years later, because at the time, it is like an intense, traumatic experience. Because my this was my single greatest passion, and it really challenged my identity. Like I, I didn't realize how much identity I put into being successful on the basketball court, and uh, and so I had to really do some searching and, and figure out, you know, okay, if, if I don't have basketball anymore, like, who am I? Uh, mm-hmm. and so that was, yeah, like you said, looking back, uh, a really, a really good thing. And, um, and I've just seen how God used that to, um, to ultimately bless me and bless other people
1: yeah and I think that that can be true for so many things that we put our identity in Mm -hmm. right yeah and so because those things obviously are not most of them if they're not going to last forever yeah (laughs) we're going to fail or we're not going to you know we're not going to accomplish that and so um for you switching to football was there this like Oh, I mean, like, I'm thinking of myself. I'm like, well, first of all, I don't remember being good at two sports. But was it easy for you just to go be a defensive back? Like, mm-hmm. did you have to – were you a defensive back in high school? Like, how did that – did it just fall kind of like – Yeah, I did
0: I did play in high school. Um, so a lot of it was just retraining that muscle memory that I had. But certainly it's, it was more complex. And um, I, I think – the thing that I that I, I love being a part of a team, and so that was great just stepping into a team that welcomed me in uh, and I was able to be a, be a part of that. Um, were you all any good We were we, um, so we' were in a small college division called the NAIA it's a different organization than the NCAA um, and so we uh, we were second in the conference and lost in the First round of the second round of the playoffs. Um, So I I don't remember. I think it was like eight and three or something. What did
1: workouts look like in college? Kind of in that season of basketball and Uh football. What what were you doing? Well, I definitely
0: added Mm. added some muscle um, when I transitioned to football. Just the the lifting was a little different, Um, and then uh, uh, worked on worked on speed a lot too. Um, So I, I actually I didn't I didn't start. As a DB, I mostly did special teams, so I was on kickoff, punt return, punt, kind of, yeah, just kind of that guy that just go out there and tackle somebody, you know, or yeah. throw a block. So. Were you fast? Like, were you strong? Was No, I, I'm pretty pretty middle of the road as far as speed. Um, I think, let's see, when, I think my fastest 40, I think I ran a four seven. Yeah, like I mean, very moderately
1: know. fat. I mean, like again, that's fast. I mean, yeah, five, yeah, but yeah, and that you, was
0: hand tons. So who knows? I don't. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, think you.
1: So yeah. out of college, did you keep working out? Did you stop working out? Like, what was that season like? post-college? Yeah, it's funny.
0: Um, well, I I played basketball any chance I could get, and then coaching. I was constantly playing playing with the guys, and um, I think I. I kind of accidentally fell into CrossFit um, my senior year, unknowingly. So I, I wasn't playing sports my senior year. And a buddy, buddy and I, we would work out together at the rec. And two days a week, he could choose the workout. And two days a week, I could choose the workout. And I love the weird, wacky stuff that got the heart rate up and made us out of breath. And he liked... Sounds like I'm not, CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we do things. I think I would like carry medicine or run with medicine balls around the track or, you know, um, do different things with, you know, jump ropes and, um, yeah, all sorts of weird things. But, um, and, and he would do more of the traditional body bodybuilding, which is fine. That's great. You know, I it's great that people do that. But, um, yeah, so I... I started hearing about CrossFit and then um, a friend of mine invited me to come to his gym so that's I'd say uh I think it was about three years ago I started CrossFit and was that like shocking was that was that very much (laughs) up your alley what was that first experience I I was just so fired up I, I just couldn't believe it I was like this is just exactly what I was looking for this is what I've been trying to do and there's other people who want to do it too um and so it was great. And then, and then I had never gotten such good coaching on the technical movements. Um, I remember learning how to snatch, um, cause we didn't really snatch for football. You know, it's like you hurt yourself or something. Yeah. <laughs> so when I first started learning snatch, I was like, Oh, I got to figure this out. This is cool. Yeah. Um, and I can remember I made a goal to snatch 200 pounds. And so it wasn't until I moved down here that I, I was able to do that. So uh, where did you start CrossFit? Uh, it was a small town called Orange City, Iowa.
1: Wow. Yeah. And and was it a big gym? Was it like...
0: No. Um, I don't I don't know how many members there were. I'd say between 50 and 70. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And how long were you there... Before you came here, I
0: think I was there a year, maybe a little over a year. So
1: enough time to kind of get a good base of CrossFit. Yeah, and you know, you bring up the point of like you you experienced it and you loved it, Mm -hmm. and I think that's so cool. That I mean, for a long time, right? I mean, really before 2000, for most people, twelve, right? Because. Mm -hmm. Even though CrossFit started in, you know, I would say like really kind of got some traction in like 2005, but really it took about five to seven more years before it became something that you could stumble upon
0: well i was such a rich froning fan yeah oh yeah <laughs> I, just, I mean he was youtube every yes. single rich froning video yes and so,
1: and so I to his book. And... but what crossfit has done right globally really is like filled this void for somebody like you right yeah. i mean like what would you do not to say that you wouldn't find a workout program but like recreational softball isn't strength yeah. and conditioning. Well, I
0: would not push myself this hard. No. I need I, You know, and I was a college athlete. Like I need other people. Y- yes. Uh, and with it, it me to, to work out. Yeah, like so
1: it, it just is, is and it what's so cool about it is even somebody like Alicia, my wife, mm-hmm. who really wasn't an athlete at yeah. all growing up. Yeah. But the first you know, bite of CrossFit she got. Like, there's this yeah. person that came out of her, right? Yeah. That like was, yeah. I want to, you know, and it's not beat people, but it's just like yeah. I want to, you know, I want to push myself. And
0: it levels the playing field a little bit. I think of a guy like TJ. Oh He was yeah. not really an athlete. At least I don't, in talking to him, I don't think he was really an athlete. And now look at him. He yeah. beats. He beats everybody. Well, we
1: talk yeah. about his. If you listen to his podcast about him putting on, I think it was 30 pounds of muscle. <laughs> I mean, wow, like seriously, yeah. you know, and so, but you're right, you know, so it's like, it's just cool you bring that up. It was like you had always kind of wanted this kind of, you know, type of workout and then you walked in a CrossFit gym was like, boom, this mm-hmm. is exactly what I've been mm-hmm. looking for. And now they're everywhere, right? Yeah. You can pretty much find one and, um, and there's a really cool component to that, which is community, Yeah, which is kind of doing that with other people. Yeah, it and, fills my bucket socially yes, too. Yes, totally. Yeah. So, you moved down here. Would you say that you'd already kind of gotten a lot of the basic skills and, you know, double unders, mm-hmm. muscle ups, uh, handstand push ups? Like, what were you at in terms of a, a CrossFit athlete?
0: Yeah. Well, that, that first, I'm sure you've seen this, but that first year, my skills. In CrossFit improved so much. Um, that was the biggest jump. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do. I remember being so excited for my first ring muscle up. Like that took forever. Um, and uh, so yeah, I'd say a lot of the skills, the foundation was in place um, when I came down here. Uh, but um, and what is yeah. that?
1: What is that first? for, for somebody who's listening, who's maybe in their first month or three months, like who's probably feeling, feeling like, man, I'm just not getting anywhere Uh with, you know, double unders or with ring Mm -hmm. muscle ups or pull ups, even like Mm -hmm. what, what can you speak to now being three years into that, but knowing what that first year feels like, Mm -hmm. like, especially somebody like you with like kind of that athlete personality, Mm -hmm. who's, Mm -hmm. you know, you maybe don't even feel this way, but there's a expectation of yourself, right? Like yeah. Yeah. I'm an athlete. I yeah. should be able to do this stuff, yeah. you know, but yeah. it doesn't come as easy as you would think and hope, you know? Yeah. yeah. So what can you speak to somebody who's in that first kind of month or two or three of trying to accomplish a lot of the things that take time?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'd say uh, set some, some realistic goals and then celebrate when you, when you hit those goals and um, you know, don't, don't try to compare yourself to anybody else. It's, it's, uh, just give your best effort, have some fun. And, um, uh, I mean, it, it's kind of like, <laughs> uh, this is kind of a silly, silly quote, but, um, I, there's a quote that says, you know, every, every day you get better or worse, you never stay the same. Um, and if you apply that to fitness, it's like, you know, if you just come in and, and work out and, you know, do the stretching that Josh makes you do. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so true. yeah, uh, you, you're going to get better. And it's, it's, it's slow, but it's a process, but we got to just learn to enjoy the process. And um, yeah, that's really where the fun is. Too.
1: That's the cool part about CrossFit is that really, if you just show up, yeah. like you're going to get better. Yeah. Like, all you don't, I mean, in our minds, we have this expectation probably Mm -hmm. that we put on ourselves of accomplishing things fast or quickly. Mm -hmm. But really, like, if the timeline, if you have the end date as not to kind of sound morbid, but death, like, I will stop working out when I die. So the timeline is just. Whenever that day is, and you don't know, Mm -hmm. let's just keep showing up every day. Then there's not this expectation as to, I have to have this by this time. And if you just show up every day, you're going to accomplish it. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. You know, now when you take long breaks or you, you know, maybe don't do the necessary work associated yeah. with accomplishing the goal of course it's well, take I, longer. I've
0: definitely seen rises and dips in my fitness level like there's some days I'll do a workout and in my brain my brain is remembering a pace that I could have held like two years ago like I'm probably not I, yeah I've, I've just been a little inconsistent and so um but because I put in you know, a certain amount of work, it's created a little bit of a buffer in my fitness to where even if I haven't been as as dedicated as I should have been, uh, my body is still in a better place than had, had I not. And I, I, you know, when you think about aging, um, I want to be able to, uh, I mean, I want to be able to get on and off the toilet when I'm 80 years old, you know, and just little and what no,
1: you just was- said, Mark, is, is pretty profound, man. Because if you think about it in terms of like money, like if you're just saving whatever, you know, let's just say you save $10 a day. Well, mm-hmm. at the end of a year, you've saved $3,000, right? Or $3,500. Yeah. And then you're trying to save $10 a day. Well, maybe three years in, you've saved $10,000. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe one day you spend right? And you don't get to save that $10. Well, then in that next year, maybe that happened a hundred times. You've spent $5,000 that you didn't, or $500 that you didn't intend. Well, when you have $10,000 and continuously building amount of, of savings, a $500, you know, negative isn't nearly as bad as maybe it would have been that first year.
0: Yeah, that's a great analogy. And so
1: for you, you've built up, you know, what you're describing is you've built up you know a base of fitness right Mm -hmm. through these years of CrossFit and and that it doesn't have to be CrossFit like it can be pretty much anything but your body's more forgiving because of you having all that time of consistency Mm -hmm. and over time you're right like you're truly helping your body to function better Mm -hmm. not just now but later right because the goal would be you're 27 like keep doing this for 50 more years right
0: and i look at the money that i spend on crossfit every month uh, as part of my health care it's it's i'd rather pay it on the front end than pay it in and there's certainly plenty of things out of your control but no that's control the things i can control and yeah um, it definitely helps me stay healthier no
1: yeah and i've never heard it put that way but it's so true you know it's it's we're we're not gonna guarantee that things aren't gonna happen just because you're doing this, right? But at the end of the day, like almost looking at it, like you know, I pay uh, about a hundred fifty dollars a month for life insurance. Yeah, you know, but it's very similar. Now I'm not gonna cancel my life insurance, you know, just like you're not gonna cancel your health care because you're paying for a CrossFit membership. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, like man, there's a component here that because we are now, you have to be utilizing the membership, and you have yeah. to be you know, continue, you know, hopefully eating properly and all those things. But at the same time, man, you're, you're so spot on with saying like, man, this is an investment in long-term health for you, you know? Yeah. And I think that when you can think at that level, it makes the muscle up and, you know, maybe not for you, but for some people, the weight loss, you know, the the things that probably aren't the most important reasons for coming to the gym, it actually helps you to understand the bigger, more important reasons why you're here, Totally right? Because you want to be able to get it up and off the toilet, mm-hmm. you know, up and down off the toilet at 80 years old, yeah. because yeah. you want to, you know, be ha- like Mike Gentry, who I often will reference on multiple occasions on and off the podcast, <laughs> who was in Butte, Colorado, you know, his granddaughter now is older, but when he, when she was, you know, just five years old, she's not much older than that, but carrying her on his shoulders for a hike for three miles and not feeling like he had to stop. And he's 60 years old, you know, it's just like, to me, it's like, man, that is why we're doing this. Like, sure. It's nice to, you know, do this workout really fast. Mm-hmm. Sure it's nice to get a muscle up. But man what matters 10 times more is that which yeah. is yeah. uh you know him capable of doing activities like that mm-hmm. because he takes care of his body, yeah. right? Yeah. So um okay so I want to talk a little bit about kind of like this current season of CrossFit, right? So yeah. 2 years doing it here, 3 years total. What are some of the big things that you feel you've accomplished in the gym? Mm-hmm. Could be like, maybe like you said, muscle up or could have been mm-hmm. strength or could have been, um, doing really well on a workout, maybe mm-hmm. a competition that you'd participated in. What would you say are kind of some of the bigger, uh, things that you feel you've accomplished in the two years you've been here?
0: Yeah. Well, one highlight is definitely the BCS classic two years ago, Hudson Harris and I, uh, he knows yes. he got a job in Austin, in Dallas, but, uh uh, we got to compete in that. And, um, yeah, that was, that was so fun, uh, doing that with him and, you know, training a little bit leading up to it and, and, you know, talking strategy and all that. Um, so that, that was a really cool event. Um, and, uh, I, I do have a, a journal that I I log a lot of my workouts in. Um, I've been slacking on that a little lately, but, uh, yeah, so I, I have, you know, all the benchmark workouts in there. And so I can look back and see what I've done uh, in the past. And so I love repeating workouts because pretty much every time I improve. Um, and so awesome. I, I can't think of any specific ones off the top of my head. but Well,
1: yeah, here's I, a better question than probably you can think of. What are the things that you currently struggle with yeah. <laughs> that you
0: would like to get better yeah. at? Um, Well, I want to become a better runner, Uh, you know, um, I ran a 10k a few weeks ago and ran a half marathon last year, which that was interesting because I actually didn't train for the half marathon, which is I do not advise, but (laughs) I was able to finish a half marathon just just from CrossFit training. That's Um, awesome. And so... My feet were pretty sore. My the knees one
1: thing I will back. say to that, because now I don't want people to listening be like, "Oh, I'm going to sign up for a half." Because oh yeah, yeah I've yeah. done Gosh. that. Okay, I had a, <sighs> a lot of running background in in uh, probably my mid twenties, and Alicia and I about four years ago we did that very thing. Like we hadn't really been training. Yep. we signed up for the half. We did it. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you this: I was so sore. Oh yeah! I oh paid the my goodness! It was like
0: <clears throat> my wife did train, and she was just fine. Yes, yeah. exactly. So yeah.
1: the, the, yes, you can, but you will feel mm-hmm. the <laughs> yep. the pain yep. from not training.
0: Yeah. Um, but so it, now there's... that I have those baseline times, I wouldn't mind trying to you know so you, uh, improve. Yeah, on those. you want to
1: become a better runner?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, definitely running and just just in, improve my engine so to speak um just uh um, you get tired yeah i feel like i feel like uh welcome to the club yeah it's called, it's called a crossfit but no. <laughs> oh yeah um and then i feel like gymnastics body weight type stuff i really want to get better at too um, mm-hmm. yeah
1: whether it's it's funny you know we talk about getting tired because when you you know you're a rich froning fan i'm a rich froning fan yeah the dude doesn't get tired no. like you almost
0: like even after a workout he yeah just stands there. yes
1: and uh but no I totally understand that I think you know one of the things that I laugh about is like the difference between me and those types of athletes are I take breaks and they don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> they keep going <laughs> forever without stopping but uh and then gymnastics you know and what you do in that just like running and so many of the things is just You know, you want to get better at something, you Mm got to keep, you got to keep training it. You know, you got to train your weaknesses. And I think that's one of the cool things that CrossFit does is it doesn't let you cherry pick your workouts. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like everybody knows if you're ever a guy and you've ever worked out prior to CrossFit, it was like the day you skip is leg day. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) And CrossFit Although there can be a little cherry-picking, right, if you look at the workout and you don't like it so you yeah. don't come. But I know none of our members do that. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, CrossFit doesn't let you cherry-pick, no. right, because it's, um, you know, the programming is broad, inclusive. Did you get your level one, by the way? I do. Okay, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Okay, so yep. I want I wanted to hear about that. But when I was yeah. talking about CrossFit, you know, terminology, it made me think, oh, I think Mark has a level one. But... Um, you know, the uh, the way the program is, it's like CrossFit defines fitness as you being, what is the thing that you're not good at in the mm-hmm. 10 general, mm-hmm. uh, you know, skills, right? Yeah. Well, that thing, you're only as fit as you are fit in that mm-hmm. thing. Yep. You know, and, and I love that about it, you know? Yeah. And, and that's such a great way for us to assess ourselves and, you know, like my business, like. My business is only as successful as it is successful in the thing that I'm worst at. Yeah. And not that I don't want to highlight things that aren't good, but that challenges us to want to become better, right? Mm. So it's like, let's just say at our gym, let's just say cleanliness, which we are very particular about, which mm. we know we can be better at. But at the same time, we try to be great at, but mm. I know we can be better at. Well, let's just say of all the things, that's the thing that we're worst at. Well, our gym is only as awesome as it is or successful as it is good at the thing that we're not good at. Well, CrossFit does the exact same thing with your fitness. So it's like, you know, let's just call it cardiovascular endurance, right? Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. the 5K run that nobody wants to show up to the gym to because it's programmed. Like, let's say you show up that day and you have to walk half of it, but you're killing it on your grace which is 30 cleaning jerks for time and you're killing it on the crossfit total but you're not on the 5k run well then you're only as fit as you are you know fit in the area that you're not good at yeah and and it's just such a cool way to assess ourselves when it comes to our fitness
0: yeah another area that comes to mind for me is mobility um that is definitely uh, something i need to improve on and Mm -hmm. specifically a couple of Muscle groups. So, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and mobility is a great point because nobody thinks of that yep. when they think of fitness, but it is. It's, you know, mm-hmm. flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, we, we need, and, and it's a great uh, preventer of injuries, right? Yeah. So the the more mobile you are, right, mm-hmm. the less
0: likely, not to say you won't get hurt, but the less likely yeah. you are to have injuries, right? And CrossFit has motivated me to take an interest in self-diagnosis. Like, I, I have had some injuries while I've been doing CrossFit, that I've been able to do a little research on and ask some people and kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, I mean, Ben Baumgartner is a great guy who can answer questions. You know, there's t- Alpha, sports, like chiropractic, Alpha Sports, Alpha Sports, yeah. A little <laughs> plug there. You're welcome, Ben. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I can I can figure out what's going on with my body, and I can figure out that these stretches will target these muscle groups, and um, after a while, it feels better and. Yeah, I think that's that's really cool. Just awareness of, of your body.
1: And you think about pre-CrossFit days, you know, like there was no like stretching. No. There was no mobility. Oh, there was man. no dynamic warm-up. I, I
0: did years of squatting without like, enough stretching. The idea of warm-up
1: was 10 reps on bench press. Yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah. you know, at a lightweight or lighter weight, you know, and 10 reps on it. But like, I love, I do believe that like, the types of warmups that we do, like there's such a functional component mm-hmm. to that yeah. Uh, for long-term health, right? Yeah. Going back to flexibility being a component of what, yeah. you know, what it is that's important. So mm-hmm. let's talk about your level one. Mm-hmm. What led you to do that? How long ago did yeah. you do that? what did you learn from that?
0: Well, I guess at one, I'm just really, I love learning and especially about things that I'm interested, interested in. I, that's kind of a duh statement, but Uh, so I just really wanted to learn more. Um, and I was coaching. So I was like, boy, I I think I could, I think some of this stuff could really help our athletes. Um, and so at the time I was coaching high school girls basketball and I was, uh, running the, the weightlifting section and and in, in, during the season we would lift in the morning. So time was very limited. And I was like, how can I get the most bang for my buck in this short amount of time? And um, so after going to the level one, I felt like I was able to uh, incorporate basketball-specific CrossFit movements into those workouts. And I feel like um, two things that you really need to, to move well in the basketball court is core strength and, and compound movements. And so, I mean, <laughs> it sounds exactly, like CrossFit. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that was... I, I feel like the level one helped me become a better a better teacher um just taking taking girls who had never done a lot of these movements uh or at least had coaching on them and helping break them down to make them simple and um yeah comp- a competitive element it. i think that competitive element was missing in the weight room and i was like oh we're competing at practice we're competing in games the only area we're not competing at is, is the weight room and so um you know, yeah. I think what a lot of
1: people don't understand because so few people take the level 1, like of all the people that do CrossFit. Well, you we can just look at it in our gym. I mean, apart from coaches, I can probably say there might be 5 to 7 people that I know have done the level yeah. 1 yeah. who who don't coach. So it's such a small percentage, right? And I yeah. think that that would carry over into and I would even say for most CrossFit gyms that's a lot of people because most of the time the only people who have done a level 1 are the coaches and maybe one or two other people mm-hmm. but i feel like what people are able to learn at a level 1 is is they get a more uh, a greater appreciation for crossfit yeah. and the why behind it yes. the the why we do the movements we do why the workouts are programmed the way that they're programmed you know there's a, so for anybody listening you know that's a great investment you know if you want to just kind of grow a a deeper appreciation for it. You know, even if you don't have a desire to coach, it is a phenomenal weekend course and they do it so well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think it's great that you did that, especially being a coach, right? Already at your school and wanting to help your, your athletes. And I think that, you know, that just shows your desire to really give them more, right? Give them more. And and it's something you'll carry forever, right? You carried it into your performance here at the gym, but even beyond that. And just to have a, that kind of depth of understanding.
0: Yeah. And, and who knows? I, I think I got away from this when I was telling my story, but Abigail and I would like to move overseas, probably, probably to the Middle East somewhere uh, in the, in the near future. And um, CrossFit is definitely an opportunity that, that might be there in terms of, you know, having a legitimate reason to be, uh, overseas in a country, and also a great way that um, we could share our faith with with people. So yeah, just building um, relationships Yeah, and, it's pretty yeah. natural, pretty natural in into people's lives. So. And
1: isn't it cool how CrossFit has spread globally it the is. way it has? Yeah, and just the way that it has yeah. so quickly, mm-hmm. very organically. You know what I mean? It's it like yeah. it, it, it's cool when you start talking about what you want to do. Yeah. And the way you read, you know, the way the scripture came out to you and yeah. just to see kind of, you know, not to say CrossFit is, is doing the exact thing that, you know, you're feeling called to do, but it's the same way is like the channel, right? It's all relationships. It's all community focused, you know? Yeah. And they've been able to accomplish something very unique. Yeah. Not just overseas, but even here, right? Yeah. In our, in our town, in our gym, right? Yeah. And so... Um, I just think the parallels pretty awesome when you start mm-hmm. thinking about that. Mm-hmm. So, final question: um, I ask everybody this. Title of the podcast is "Building Better People." Um, what that means to me is that I believe every person who walks in this door is becoming a better version of themselves. In other Absolutely. words, you know, through working out, eating healthy, like there's so many things associated with that that truly brings out the best in people. And what do what does that mean to you and how is that true for you?
0: The, the biggest question everybody's gonna have to answer in their lives and this has been from the beginning of time is is who is God And so I think like, who is God and who is man? And I think when I when I look at those questions um, like I just see that I have a kind father uh, who's given me some really really and fitness is, is one of those gifts and so I just want to be uh, I want to be faithful to um, to use that gift and get enjoyment out of that gift and um, maximize you know the, the tools and skills that I've been, been given and so um, I just really see CrossFit as a, a great way that um, we can we can enjoy a good gift from a kind father I guess. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the
1: Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.